and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and as always, my good friend, South Dan Chum, the bearded legend. I've seen him four days on the row and he only gets better looking. The daddy to be, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks for that lovely intro. Yep. Um, hello, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode number 142 and the penultimate episode of the season where we're covering two league matches. Uh, obviously, it's the final league match of the season. Uh, coming up, we've got Maidenhead and Gateshead uh, with a post-match interview uh, with Justin. And we catch up with all the news that's happened over the last seven days and also a chat about the Starman Awards that happened. As we record this on Monday, it happened last night. So no supporters club updates because there's no trips to go on as the sad violins ring out. And no trust updates, so straight on to AOB. And firstly, we were saddened to hear that Orient supporter Craig Wilson died on Monday the 23rd of April, aged 56 from cancer. And our condolences go to his family and friends. And thanks to Nick Walker for letting us know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, some other sad news. We're very sorry to hear that Paul Paul Wentz, dad, Paul Wee underscore UK, uh, unfortunately he collapsed outside Gateshead Stadium uh, on Saturday after the game. <clears throat> Paul Wee, send our best wishes and a speedy recovery to your dad and we hope that uh, we hope that he's on the mend and that he'll be back home with you guys very, very shortly. Um, so yeah, best wishes from us. Yeah, so that leads us on into the week that was. It's, it was the final week of the season. So the last course on Monday, the 23rd of April, and it was a quiet St George's Day at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we move on then to Chihui Tuesday, the 24th. Um, ahead of the Maidenhead game, the club announced a number of player awards for the season, which were presented at Brisbane Road prior to kickoff. And the winners are <laughs> Youth Team Player of the Year was Ruel Satoriu. Well done, well done. Young Player of the Year, the Giraffe, Dan Happy. <laughs> yeah, Goal of the Season uh, went to Ebu Adams for his goal against Gateshead. So well done, Ebu. Great goal. Not the goal of the season for me, but we'll wait until we uh, do our own one for yeah. that. Captain's Player of the Year, Joby McEnough. Yeah. Well done, Joby. Well done, Joby. Taking all the points. Yeah, he was outstanding. Yeah. And the Player and Players Player of the Year this season went to Macaulay Bond. So well done, McEnough. Yeah, absolutely. So well done to all the winners. A great season there for those players. And if you voted, well done for getting your votes in. So on to the Maidenhead United game. And our last home game of the season. So every, obviously, this was a postponed game from Easter Monday. Everyone was absolutely buzzing after that Wrexham performance. So we all went to Brisbane Road on a Tuesday night and that team was announced. Dean full, of, and goal. full of expectation. <laughs> you know what's coming. Back four of Sam Ling, Marvin Equiteta, Dan Happy and Miles Judd. A midfielder, Joby McEnough, Ebu Adams, Craig Clay, James Brophy with Josh Caroma and Macaulay Bond up front and on the bench, Charlie Granger. Charlie Lee, David Mooney, Charles Claydon and Lamar Reynolds. Yeah, Justin named a completely unchanged squad from Saturday's win against Wrexham. And those of you that are uh, on it, you would have noticed that as we were reading those names out. So what are your views on that? After Saturday performance, not surprised. Great performance. Starting 11 done really well. And the bench, fine. You could argue that maybe Reynolds should start as he's on loan for us to take a better look at him. But I'm pretty sure Justin probably already knows whether he wants him to stay. Or not. I want him to go. You? 
Um, well, for me, I always feel it's a good thing that a manager names an unchanged side. I think the more successful teams name the least amount of players yeah. over the course of a season. Um, but I do agree with you that given uh, this 11 started three days ago, I'm a little bit surprised that one or two weren't swapped out for rest, yeah. given that we've got still got Gateshead, uh, or had at the time Gateshead coming up uh, on the Tuesday. So, so yeah, that's me. Yeah, so the game kicked off. Three minutes gone, Maiden had forced a corner um, as McEnough blocked across. And then in the fourth minute, a bit of a nothing ball into our box and Miles Judd massively sliced his clearance and it looped and went out for a corner. Yeah, and then just with five minutes on the clock, Maidenhead took the lead. Dean Brew is massively at fault as the corner came in. He went to catch it, unfortunately missed it. Ball bounced for Upwood, that is the guy's surname, um, and he <laughs> tapped home from just a couple of yards out. Um, it happened, it's a mistake that we've been punished for. Or a terrible goal to concede, don't get me wrong, but it is what it is. Yeah, so we found ourselves one down. For me, I think that was bread and butter. No one was near Brill, but... Wasn't under much I, pressure, no. I can't slate Brill too much. He's been fantastic since Justin brought him in. He's been a right game changer, but really unfortunate. And after all the goodwill and all the hope after Wrexham, we found ourselves a goal down very early into the match. So 11th minute, the O's got a corner and Bond got a flick on. Ball came to Happy, his effort was blocked. Yeah, just a minute later, we nearly conceded a game from a ball over the top. Happy thinks it's going to run to Dean Brill, but it doesn't. Um, and the Maidenhead player marks his effort, just about got blocked by Dean Brill. Dean Brill was coming for it, he was calling to Dan Happy. Dan Happy was doing his job. Um, uncharacteristically for me, though, Dean Brill's not really having his best game. No. Um, he was claiming that, as I say, so Happy should have really. Uh, well, Happy did what he was meant to do, but Dean Brill didn't kind of do what he was meant to do. Just yeah. mis- misjudged it. But look, I'm not going to I'm not going um, to um, dig Dean Brill out because he's been absolutely fantastic yeah. for us. So very shaky start though. Maidenhead were well in the ascendancy at this point. In the 14th minute, we won a corner following a superb crossfield pass by Karoma to Link, whose cross was deflected out. So we were getting a few corners, but not really being able to do much with them. Exactly. 17 minutes on the clock. Then third corner comes in for the O's as McEnough's free kick was knocked behind or in a really we were really pressing for an equaliser um, the follow up corner was clawed away and Ekpeteta then won a fourth corner uh, McEnough uh, over to take it again um, but nothing come of yeah. it yeah and then Maidenhead looked to break in the 19th minute but Adams was there to put a stop to that and he won a free kick and again Adams all over the pitch the engine on that lad is just ridiculous oh, and hopefully you know how we feel about him everyone feels the same way hopefully he'll sign a contract become a nice player in the summer yeah absolutely Ling's long throw was flicked on by Ekpeteta in the 23rd minute but Brophy didn't gamble um, and it went out for a throw Uh, we then worked the throw in well and won our fifth corner of the game so this is 23 minutes gone we're having five corners already so you can see we're ramping up the pressure a bit but we're not being threatening enough really in that respect 24th minute quite a funny uh, piece of action from the corner Happy got his head to the ball Easy into Pentley's hands. And then the most exciting part of the game so far was the goalkeepers playing one-two with each other and yeah. the crowd just going... Overhitting their kick-out, uh, their goals, goal kicks. Yeah, Already at this point, you just knew it wasn't going to be our day. It yeah. wasn't going to be a classic by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, we, we were struggling with, with their physicality and in the 28th minute, Comley got past Judge, found Barrett and eventually came to Upward, who has an effort from range but didn't really trouble. thought Judd was having a hard game, actually. Judd's done really yeah. well. You think he was finding it hard. I think they kind of put a big man against him and sussed him out a little bit. Well, they, they were quite a big physical side, yeah. to be fair. Without being dirty, they were quite, you know, they weren't 
shrinking violets, any of them. No, you know, they're all sort of six foot, sort of chunky guys. Half hour gone, Maidenhead was still causing right problems, and Marks won them another corner. The corner was played short to Comley, and his effort was punched clear by Brill, but only as far as Marks, whose effort was easily saved. Yeah, and I made a point of saying here that despite us having a lot of the ball, credit to Maidenhead as they're not just sitting back and defending their, their 1 0 lead, which a lot of teams in this league have done this year. They are genuinely trying to get a, a second goal. Yeah. Yeah, 38th minute, good play from the O's as we kept the ball for a lengthy period. So nice little build-up play, popping it around maybe about 25, 30 passes, I think, if I remember rightly. Brophy won a free kick from about 30 yards out. We all wanted the Mackinough special, but sadly the special wasn't available and the free kick went over the bar. Yeah, and then Josh Caroma won our sixth corner of the game in the 41st minute. And that came to nothing. And then in the 45th minute, Caroma had a decent effort, showed for the pass, came deep to collect happy... <coughs> The ball from Happy got away from his man, but his shot really didn't have much on it. Easy save for the keeper, but good, good bit of skill there from Karoma to make the opening for the shot. He did well there. Uh, one minute of time was added on, um, and we play that out and go in trailing at half time one nil. And for me, I thought that was quite a poor half. Uh, we looked disjointed and a little bit jaded, maybe a bit fatigued from overexertions on Saturday. I, I just don't know. I can't really put my finger on it, but we certainly didn't look like the team that played against Wrexham just three days before. Yeah. I think you've summed it up there perfectly. Okay. Uh, Tennis was announced at 3,245 with just 67 away fans. A fair play to those fans for coming down. Yeah. really was a nothing game, nothing to play for really. And then towards the end of half-time, it looked like Charlie Lee might be coming on as he was in full kit and warming up. And then that got confirmed and Charlie Lee replaced Craig Clay, who was pretty anonymous unfortunately in that match. Shame. Yeah. Um... In the first minute of the second half, McCauley Bond and J.B. McEnough combined and won another corner. That's probably about our seventh corner of the game. Unfortunately, that amounted to nothing as well. And I pick up on this, to have seven corners in the game and to not even be threatening, it's pretty poor, Yeah, I think. But it just sums up the game. 52nd minute, Uwuzu got away down the right, crossed in for Barrett, but Brill saved his header well. Then Orient lost the ball and Comley's shot was blocked. I thought that Uwuzu for them was pretty decent. Yeah, yeah, solid solid defender, yeah. Uh, 53 minutes on the clock then Barrett's free kick was pushed up in the air by Dean Brill before he claimed the rebound yeah 56 minute Karama again causing a bit of danger for Maidenhead he beat his man got across in and cleared for a throw and we switched formation went into a 4-2-3-1 with Karama on the left McAuliffe behind Bon and Brophy on the right so Justin trying something a bit different yeah because you had the two holding midfielders of mm. Ebu Adams and Charlie Lee it worked worked really well 57 minutes then uh, Brophy Broke with the ball, uh, backheeled into McInnes' path. He tried to get past Alan Massey and went down. No penalty given, and for me, that wasn't the penalty. Yeah, I think I'm with you on that one, unfortunately. And on the hour mark, Charlie Lee got into a decent position, had a shot on goal on the volley, but well over the bar. But it, a good snippet of what Charlie Lee's capable of doing. So exciting there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then shortly after, Lamar Reynolds came on to replace James Brophy. I don't think Brophy was fully Struggled a match bit. fit. Yeah, I think he obviously came back from that injury against Wrexham. Yeah. Played, I think, the whole 90 minutes, if I remember correctly. Maybe the Tuesday was just a bit too much right. for him to do. 64th minute, Bond played McEnough through. Um, McEnough done well. He drove him to the box and he kind of shot it, but it went well wide. But at that point, you're still thinking, well, 25 minutes left, we might be able to nick something. Yeah, one you've got to throw attacks. everything at it, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, 69 minutes then, Charlie Lee, who's only been on the pitch for 24 minutes, made a... Really dangerous and high challenge, just the scissor challenge, I think they call it, uh, on Maidenhead's Comley. Uh, and once the following Malay had calmed down, 
Charlie Lee was very lucky to only receive a yellow card. For me, that looked like a straight red. And what on earth was Charlie Lee thinking making a challenge like that? I think, I guess you can put it down to maybe being a bit rusty, but that was out. That was like something out of a kung fu it's movie. Outrageous. That was like a kung fu movie as opposed to a football yeah. pitch, but very lucky. I mean, if if we if that was one of our players on the receiving end of that challenge, and yeah, the opposition player get, got a yellow, you'd be livid. Yeah, family show, so we couldn't tell you what would possibly be sung at the referee, be but it wouldn't be nice. Yeah. So five minutes later, McEnough tried a curling effort, but he missed the target. And a huge let-off for us in the 85th minute as Maidenhead worked an opportunity that ended up being smashed onto the crossbar. Um, if anyone that's seen the highlights of that, um, you'll know what an opportunity that was and what a let-off that was for us. And thank God it went over. Should have been game over at that point. Yeah. So still lucky to be in it. And then six minutes of additional time was shown by the fourth official. And in the first minute, goal scorer Upward received a second yellow card and got sent off. Yeah, so I don't remember him getting the first one. I think but he was just giving the referee verbal. So he's been booked again for dissent. I mean, this is a ref that didn't give Charlie Lee a red card. The ref kind of lost control over the game, and I think we alluded to it a bit later on through the tweets, but the ref had lost it, and he kind of showed his man the yellow card and pointed for him to get off, and the player just walked away because it was a yellow. So he'd lost, completely lost control, yeah. but transpires, it was a red, and after a bit of confusion with every fan at Brisbane Road and every player... yeah. The man got his marching orders, so we had a man advantage for the next five minutes. Yeah, absolutely. What an idiot. What a stupid thing to do on, on his part. He was clearly fuming. I believe that referee had only refereed a handful of games this season, so I don't think he was particularly uh, match-worthy either. Um, in the 90th, so th- third minute of additional time, then we get a free kick just outside the box. And at this point, you're thinking, come on, just, just yeah. get it on target and we'll deal with the rebound, maybe. Unfortunately, McEnough put it just over the bar. But that wasn't to be the last chance, though. It was in the fifth minute of injury time with the last attack of the game probably Orient's well not probably it was, was Orient's yeah. best chance in the match Ronald's done really well on the left he crossed the ball in and Ebru Adams was running onto the ball free run and you're thinking come on mate smack in and he hit it he made a decent contact with the ball but hit it too hard and the ball smashed over the bar and a guilt-edged opportunity there because really I think we all expected him to score I think he expected to score as well, and that was the golden chance to steal a point, which I think would have been a fair, a fair result for us, to be honest. Yeah, typical of the evening. Yeah. And shortly after that, full-time whistle was blown as Orient closed their final home national league fixture with a loss. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, so I was lucky enough to be at post-match and managed to catch up with Justin. Just a quick question about the game. You made a change at half-time. You took Craig Clay off and brought Charlie on. Was that purely just to give Charlie minutes or was there more tactical? No, no. Craig was um, at, a, at a tight coin, so it was a precaution. So probably didn't envisage giving uh, Charlie as long as I did. Didn't think he was ready for that. But if I didn't bring him on then, I would have probably had to make another change, which I wanted to do. So, you know, thankfully, Charles, Charlie's got through it and, and, and they come out the other side. And lucky to stay on the pitch. Possibly. Arguably. And game short of chances, but Ebu had a fantastic effort. Yeah, well, for me, that's that's where we've, we've huffed and puffed without really being... But when you do get an opportunity, then you've got to be clinical, and, and we wasn't. So I think that sums up the night. And moving on to Saturday now, um, pick up, picked up obviously an injury with, with Craig, but, but potentially naming an un- unchanged side? Well... Possibly. <laughs> we'll have to see. We've got a few few uh, niggles and 
you know, we'll, we'll have to we'll, we'll assess it on Thursday and, and go up there. But I'm looking for a big reaction. Good luck. Thank, Thank you. you. Cheers. So well done there to Mr Levy for making Justin Edinburgh laugh with one of his <coughs> questions. Well done there. You're welcome. Also in that post-match, um, before Paul asked questions, Justin did say that Josh Karoma and Miles Judd were being offered extensions to their contract. So great news there. Um, yeah, they had options in their uh, clauses in their contracts that we are going to be taking up. Yeah, absolutely. So great. Yep. And a massive thanks from the podcast this season go to Charlie Long, Steve Davis, Elliot Byrne, and Justin Edinburgh for all their help this season with the post-match interviews and hopefully we'll be able to bring you more of the same next season. Can I just also add to that Dave Victor? Absolutely, yeah. And also Ross Embleton who's also given us his time. George Sessions. George Sessions as well, absolutely. So thank you very much indeed guys, much appreciated and we look forward to seeing you all back there next season. So the league table, that defeat meant that we are 13th in the National League with just one game left to go. Having played 45, we've won 15, drawn 12, lost 18. We've got a zero goal difference and we've accumulated 57 points. So your views then on the match? My views, disappointing display, poor by our recent standards and compared to the Wrexham game where we looked sharp, made a lot of movement and showed good intent, this match was the complete opposite. We looked tired, lacking ideas and we allowed a physical maidenhead team to get the better of us and impose themselves Dean Brill had an uncharacteristically uncharacteristic day off and we didn't get our wingers on the ball enough. And as I said earlier, what on earth <laughs> was Charlie Lee doing making that challenge? Uh, it goes without saying that it would have been more ideal to finish our home fixtures uh, after Wrexham, but now we look to go to Gateshead and hope we can get three points as a reward for the loyal Orient fans who are going up to watch that game. So short and sweet for me. Yeah, Good nicely views. done. For me... Typical Orient performance after such a good one in the previous game. We looked a bit lethargic. Passing wasn't very good. Bro had a shocker, I think, for the goal, but like we said, not going to dig him out. Yeah, I actually thought the defence were okay. I thought Marvin and Danny did very well. Um, made head pressed our full-backs, and I think both Judd and Ling found it difficult. I thought Justin might made the right call to sub Clay, but obviously he's alluded to the fact that Clay was injured. I thought Adams, as usual, ran his socks off. Despite taking numerous heavy tackles, then well, they're saying the pitch points, Adams, McAlaf and Brophy both looked tired for me. Chrome a bit bullied, I thought, by one of their defenders, and Bond done well with his flick ons, but had little luck and little service. You've alluded to it, Charlie Lee, lucky to stay on the pitch. But saying this, though, we should be talking about a game where we've sneaked the lucky point, should have been one all. Um, so, a shame to end the home season on a performance like that, a bit of a damp squid, yeah. as opposed to the joy elation. And hope we all had after the Wrexham game. Yeah. We finished by saying credit to the fans this season at Brisbane Road. It's been very tough at times, but we've stuck through it, supported the team, and we'll all be there again next season. Let's face it. So, those were our views. Yep. So we had a huge amount of feedback after this match. So thanks again to everybody who came, uh, who who took the time to uh, to message us on our social media accounts. And we do try and read out as many as we possibly can but just because we read them it doesn't mean that we agree with them and the first one we had in was from at Richie J Ball who said the Orient team already on their holidays tonight showed nothing from kickoff and got what we deserved nothing yeah at Ted Talks Orient so as soon as I saw that it was 1-0 all I could feel were bad vibes after 50 years of supporting the O's you unfortunately get a sixth sense for knowing what the result will be and helpless to do anything about it and by the way I was following the match from Alsace. Alsace, yeah. LA Lay Thanks for your tweet there, Ted. Yeah, um, but if it's any if it's any 
variance to you, Ted. Um, I've been supporting them 27 years and I developed that sixth sense about 10 years ago. <laughs> so uh, it just comes as part of supporting Orient. Pierce Race Team tweeted saying, you can understand a referee having a poor game, but tonight it seemed like he didn't know the basic laws. Not the reason we lost by any stretch. On a positive note, I do like Marvin in defence. Yeah, I think Marvin, like I said, done really well at Len and Force is a very poor performance. Even though the ref was shocking as usual, we can play so much better, but we didn't show it. Lee was lucky to still be on the pitch after that awful tackle. <clears throat> yeah, Orient Meat Pie said, basically, unprofessional. I can't stand full-time senior pros who basically can't be bothered. Massive attitude adjustment needed for next season. Too many nights like Maidenhead, Torquay, Halifax, etc. at home this season. That's a fair point. Yeah, all Tuesday night games as well, those ones that were mentioned. Maybe yeah. something about Tuesdays at Kylie 05. So I'm sure I've tweeted this on many occasions, but what happens to the performance we gave on Saturday? But having said that, up the O's. So people are still quite positive. I yeah. like that when people try and end on a positive note. Yeah, at LouBear84 said, shocking performance. Players look like they were already on holiday. Hope Justin Edinburgh rips the heck out of them. And we were bullied by them all <laughs> night. At David Barrett 6, as Brill was poor. We were poor. The ref was appalling. And he should have been sent off for that scissors tackle. If that wasn't a back pass, and I'm a Chinaman. Oh, that's a good point. But we wouldn't have scored anyway. That's a very good point. There was a back pass by their number eight, uh, who I think is Comley, um, who passed it back, blatantly passed it back to their keeper, who then picked it up. And the ref and the assistant didn't do anything. We didn't cover that in the, no. in the thing. I forgot about that. But that is an absolutely outstanding point. Yeah. yeah. That just shows you how poor he was. Jimbo1404 uh, got in touch and said, looked like an end-of-season game. Adams punching the floor at the end of the game shows why we need him. Marvin was exceptional tonight and a special note for the ref who couldn't even get the card right to send someone off and then look confused yeah. when the player didn't walk. Absolutely. Wow. Bradley Acker's 95. It's typical end-of-season, nothing-to-play-for game. Ref was terrible. Football was terrible. No tempo, no tempo to get up the pitch. But still, if someone offered back when Edinburgh took charge to finish mid-table and get to the quarter-final of the FA Trophy, I would have bitten their hand off. Yeah, Paul Skinner, 88, said, A weird game. Aside from the incompetent ref who lived up to his four-and-a-half bookings a game, the O's looked like a team who had just met each other. Kept up the intensity, but every pass went to waste. Don't really get why Brophy was playing inside so much. Maybe because Clay was so poor. Yeah, interesting. Record Blue Apps is poor game with two poor teams. While Brill has been a needed introduction for the second half of the season, I do feel we need a new keeper for next season. I think the game summed up our season, really. A bit meh. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Orient Fan TV said, Players look tired and jaded tonight. Been a season of ups and downs, and our home form has been poor. Still a big difference to last season's last home game, when we didn't know the future of the club. Foundations are in place for a good pre-season and much better season next year. Orient underscore Vikings had showed how badly we need another striker tonight. Bond shouldn't be the player desperately trying to win his flick-ons. Back forward good again and need to have faith in JE to bring in players needed. Onwards and upwards. Yeah, final word of this game goes to at iHeartRushmore who said, Really disappointing. We moved the ball so slowly for the first 40 minutes of each half that we were never going to create opportunities. My excitement for next season is dampened by concern that at the moment we cannot compete with the big physical sides in this league. So I think you need to watch this space, iHeartRushmore. Yeah, so yeah, we've got a whole pre-season and a summer. So yeah, hopefully we can turn it around. So yeah. thank you for all your tweets following the Maidenhead game. They were all tweets that came in to at Orient Outlook. So prediction league update doesn't happen often. No, but no correct predictions for this match. As everyone basically predicted Orient to smash Maidenhead following Saturday's performance, <laughs> and we will go through the final 
Prediction League table after the Gateshead game. Yep, so then moving on then, Wednesday the 25th of April is a quiet day at Orient Outlook Podcast Towers. There's nothing to note. Yeah, and first the 26th of April, it barely same happens. Again. But same again, twice in a row as Leighton Orient are developing into a pretty normal standard <coughs> football club. There you go. But Monday, the uh, sorry, Mooney Friday the 27th of April, we co-hosted an evening with the Orient Hour at the Supporters Club with a guest panel of Nigel Travis and Kent Teague. Dave Victor were also joined with Andy Gilson and Kevin Dickinson alongside our good selves. Yeah, it was a great night. You can listen to the show on all of our normal platforms. So it's on everything you would literally find it on. And thanks to everyone who took the time to come to the evening we hope you all enjoyed it. It was a great experience. Got to talk to some of fans we never met before. And it was great doing an event like that with both Nigel Kent and all the panel. And well done to Chris Hood for lugging all that gear down there yeah. and basically presenting the evening with us. Fantastic. Yeah, well, done very well. Very well. Very nice guy as well. So two exclusives that came out of that. You're probably aware of the first one by now. Uh, we're going to Portugal. Uh, we're going on a pre-season mini tour to Portugal. We believe it's from the 8th to the 15th of July, but the club will need to confirm the details. Rumour has it that it's possibly Millwall or Lincoln, maybe even Oxford while we're out there, playing a game on the 13th Well, okay. Uh, or 14th of July. So you have to wait for the club to confirm. So don't don't book your flights until the club announce it, but if you're going to book it, you book it at your own risk. Absolutely. And secondly, Kent said there will be four kits for next season and there will be a kit that doesn't have the sponsor on the front and will also be a kit that those fans will be proud to wear, according to Kent T. So read into that what you will. So a great evening there. Like we said, go and listen to it. It's in two parts on our pages, each part 53 minutes, so perfect for the commute to work and the journey home, which moves us on nicely then to Saturday the 28th of April. In the morning, the youth team were in action and they played Northampton Town. Sadly, uh, they lost 5-2 on that one. If they win their game on Saturday, the youth will win the Merit League they're currently in. So I believe they've got one game left to play. If they win on Saturday, they win their league. So well done there to Danny Webb, Peter Gill, all the guys down there. And um, I'm sure the club will be all over that with the youth having a chance to win their league, which leads us on nicely then to the main event. And for the last time this season, the O's were in National League action as we went away to Gateshead. Yeah, team lined up with Dean Brewing goal, Ling, Epiteta, Happy and Judd were your back four, McEnough, Adams, Lee, Karoma, Mooney and Bond uh, made up the rest of that squad with subs of Granger, Wooderson, Clay, Clayden, that's Charles Clayden, 17 years old uh, youth player, and Lamar Reynolds. Yes, that meant there were two changes from the starting 11 against Maidenhead as Charlie Lean came in for Craig Clay, who was named on the bench, and David Mooney started in place of James Brophy with Josh Karoma dropping into the midfield. And Nigel mentioned it on Friday that now when players are absent for injury, the club do an injured list. They, well, they tweeted the an injured tweet, list yeah. and players who are currently injured tweeted by the club James Dayton Matt Harold, Dan Horman Josh Coulson George Kobe, Alex Lawless and James Brophy that's almost a team in itself yeah, pretty decent team as yeah. well to be fair um, so I'm quite happy with that team actually nice to see Dave Mooney and Charlie Lee starting last game of yeah. the season um, but as you would expect it really yeah I agree yeah <laughs> I like this team strong all over the pitch you're looking at that starting level and going there's no real weaknesses there so for the last time of the season, uh, we kicked off at half past 12. So some very early starts yeah. for some O's fans. So well done to everyone who made the journey. 
And in the second minute, we defended an early gated corner and looked to start a counter-attack with Karoma, but he lost the ball. Yeah, Josh Karoma and Macaulay Bomb were so unlucky not to score in the third minute. Firstly, Josh Karoma took a, sh- uh, took a shot, deflected, hit the post. Uh, the keeper was truly beaten. Well, um, nowhere the keeper. He was nowhere. Yeah, yeah no, he was, he was all out of the sea there. Um, and then Macaulay Bomb reacted quickest, uh, unfortunately put the effort um, back into the keeper's arms. He'd recovered by then, unfortunately. And that was just a quick, instinctive move by uh, Macca. It was unlucky. I'm very unlucky. I thought their keeper actually made a great save there. I think Macca does everything right there. He does. I think we've been critical of Macca when he's missed an easy chance. And, but I think the keeper's done amazingly well yeah. to save that ball. Agree. Ninth minute. Karim got the better of his man down the right. Whipped in across to the box. But Hanford was first to react and gather the ball. So Karoma, first 10 minutes, in, in the bossing it a bit. Yeah. yeah, 15 minutes on the clock. Danny Johnson's played through on goal, but Egg smartly shielded the ball to safety. Yeah, 17th minute. Yeah, he's got a corner. McEnough took it from the left. His corner whipped in. Bond made a very clever run to the near post, got a flick on it, and his header went into the top corner, beat the keeper, and we were one them up. And that's a pretty standard corner routine. Now, I've done that a few times. Great combination. Between McEnough and Bond, and a really good header there from Bond to get the header so powerful. Yeah. Him, because that was on the side of his head, but great. Just Seems to be something up. clearly that they've worked on in training. You can see yeah. that just by the repetitive nature of every corner being yeah. like that. Great Bond finish. starts his run from the back, comes to the front, and flicks it off from the middle. Um, <clears throat> Macaulay Bond saw a header go over the bar in the 25th minute as he tried another flick on, uh, and again a minute later, but the gates head keeper uh, managed to catch that. And yeah. Stop that. 29th minute, gates of the attack. They had a shot and goal, but pretty standard tip over the bar there from Dean Brill. Yep, 30th minute, Josh Caroma carried the ball upfield, had an effort from distance that went wide, and I thought that was quite poor from Josh. I, I don't believe he'd earned the right to shoot because he had options. I thought it was a bit yeah. greedy. Huh? Seen that a few times uh, from him, so maybe that's something that Justin can help iron yeah. out. Yeah, but I see a good player in Josh Caroma. I think he just needs a bit more coaching. Yeah. I think that will come with experience as well, I yeah. guess, to a certain extent. 38th minute, Mooney and Karoma linked up well, and Karoma had a shot that was blocked. And Mooney and Karoma have got a good understanding, actually. When I was watching the highlights, they play very well together, Mooney and um, Karoma. They complement each other's game, which is, which is yeah. good to see. Dave's an intelligent player, which I don't yeah. think many people give him enough credit for, to be honest. He's a, he yeah, is that intelligent that. player. Six minutes later, though, uh, Abu Adams took one for the team to prevent a Gateshead counter-attack and received a yellow card for his trouble. Yeah, and the two minutes of additional time were added on, played out, and we went in at half-time with a 1-0 lead. Yeah, I think we've had the better chances. I think we deserve to be in the lead. Not the greatest half of football, but not the worst either. Yeah, so attempts announced at 1,056 with 424 fans in attendance. Super. 40, 40% of that ground. That's Ridiculous. like a game. Ridiculous. Who takes 420 fans away to a game that doesn't mean anything? We do! Mm. Late in Orient, do yeah. So, second half started, no subs for the O's. Yeah, 53rd minute, ball sent forward from Brill. Mooney wins the header, McEnough passes it back to Mooney. Mooney collects the ball, moves into the box, nothing going on, he crowded out. He turns back, lays the ball off to McEnough, who's making his run into the box, and McEnough fires in from about 20 yards straight into the top corner. No keepers getting that one, and it was 2 0 to Orient, and McEnough six of the season. For me, great goal, great finish by JB McEnough. Did well. Very well hit. Experience. That is an experienced person's goal with Dave setting him up to have the presence of mind to turn back out. Yeah. He obviously got a shout from JB and JB made that run. Fantastic. Really good really goal. Really good goal. Um, and then 
five minutes later in the 58th minute, out of nowhere, Josh Caroma collected a long ball on the left. He ran forward, shifted the ball onto his right foot. He's just outside the 18-yard box now. Smashed it at goal and it went in. Yeah. Absolutely, literally out of nowhere. You could argue the keeper might have done better. I think the first two you gave, the keeper's had no chance. Maybe a better keeper saves Karoma's goal. To take nothing away from Karoma, though, yeah. still got to hit the target. Still and enough distance. pace on the ball. Yeah. Brilliant. So fantastic. Yeah. Um, wasn't quite sure. See, I don't watch European football. I, I rarely watch, other than all right, I rarely watch football. Um, but what, what was his celebration about? It was something, something that Griezmann did. I don't know what, what the thing it the thing is but Griezmann done the same when he scored against thingy I'm sure someone will tweet us when um, oh, we don't so know there's stuff. a few people that do that or, or I'm just uh, you guys that are listening yeah, can't yeah. see but he does something like that yeah yeah um, so oh, that's the thing now is it to copy what Antoine Griezmann apparently so, so, so all the cool kids do mate and Josh Corona is, <laughs> is cool, a cool kid. absolutely so at that point three in up we know we're going to win the game <coughs> well I shouldn't really say that do we being Gates said 62nd minute we? Orient established Charlie Lee Got in an hour, so well played to Charlie Lee, and he was replaced by 17-year-old, very highly rated Charles Gladen, who came on for his O's debut. And he scored a lot of goals in the under-18s, very good reputation. And hopefully, well, you could be the next rising star to come out of the Youth Academy. Yeah, um, 71 minutes on the clock. Claydon's whipped cross is blocked behind for a corner, which McEnough crossed in, and Ekpeteta headed just over. Well, that's a good opportunity. Yeah. Unchallenged there. It's one of those at nil-nil, you think, oh, I should have scored. And then three them, you go, oh, don't really matter too yeah, much. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 73rd minute, Langstaff got through in goal, only build to beat. To be fair, Langstaff done well, shot low, Bill Breeden, but Sam Link anticipated what was happening, ran back on the line, very Ashley Cole-esque. Ashley Cole used to have a very good sixth sense when he used to play for England about where the ball was going and cleared it off the line. That's an outstanding goal line save. Brilliant. Really good. Very clever of Sam to have If that, that goes in with 15 minutes left, it's free all. It's a completely different game yeah. you're talking about. So well done to Sam Ling there. Well played young, young man. Yeah, fast forward to the 83rd minute. Johnson found space on the edge of the box and looked to curl one, but Brill did well to tip it. Uh, to tip the ball away yeah and then on the stroke of full time Adam strips Greenwood inside the box and the ref made no hesitation in pointing to the spot I think we can probably agree blatant penalty and upstep Danny I've seen Johnson not given I think we've seen him given mostly more, given yeah upstep dead Danny Johnson sends Bill the wrong way from the spot to pull him back for Gateshead and make it 3-1 Danny Johnson's probably scored about 6 or 7 goals for Gateshead this season against Orient start of order it's not fair. We need to sign him then, don't Mate, we? sign him up, then. <laughs> <laughs> Moments later, the ref blew the full-time whistle and brought the game, uh, but not only the game, to a close, but the whole season. And Oren ended on a high with a 3-1 win against arguably our bogey side, Gateshead. Yeah, played, played Gateshead four times now this season. First time we've beaten. So, good yeah. to see that. Team went over to the away fans with Nigel Travis as well, which was nice. Had a nice little applause for the fans. And after the game, Justin spoke to Dave Victor, and he said, it's a small step, but those boys are hungry now to make an impact on this league. It's a solid platform to build on. I think we're all excited, but we're not getting carried away of what can come next season. From what I came into where we are now, it is a remarkable turnaround. So, yeah, we obviously concur with that massively. Yeah, I agree with what Justin says. Yeah, league table. So our final standing in the National League is 13th, having played all 46 games now. We've won 16 drawn 12 and lost 18 and we've scored 58 goals conceded 56 which means we end the season with a positive plus two goal difference and we've now ended the season with 60 points yeah so after that the club tweeted an interesting stat 
saying since Justin Edinburgh took charge, highlighting the improvement that has been made under his leadership. So, first of all, best defensive record in the league. Yep. Second of all, the fourth best away record. And third of all, seven places high in the table. So you can just see the impact Justin has made in his short spell at the club next season. Obviously, we'll be hoping for more. So, for the last time this season, your views on the match, Mr Levy? Yeah, excellent way to sign off what's been quite a mixed season, I think it's fair to say. Uh, wasn't a great game, but we looked more likely to win it and created a f- created few chances, but took the ones that we did create. Uh, Gateshead didn't really look at it today. If you look at uh, the highlights again, I think probably they might have their uh, one eye on the old um, deck chairs. Um, credit to the players, obviously, who showed professionalism and endeavour in a game that obviously really didn't mean anything compared to obviously Maidenhead. Um, we ended up 14 points off the playoffs, so I now think what might have been if we'd have produced five more wins when we went on that bad run of 15 games that led to Steve Davis being sacked. And finally, well done to the 424 away fans who made this game and you were rewarded with a win. So well yeah. done to you. Nicely said. For me, fantastic results when the season on. <coughs> After Tuesday's performance, you know, we all wanted a response and it was great to see the team give us exactly that and what was a potentially difficult match mm. with nothing to play for as well. But it sounded like we controlled the game. We were clinical up front and for the first... And last time of the season, we can say we beat Gateshead. Great header from Macca to get the first goal. And we started the second half really intent and killed the game off by the hour mark due to Josh and Joby's goals. And like I've said this is before, it's a shame season's ending now. So we were starting to build up a real head of steam. And our away record since Justin's taken over has been exceptional. You've already mentioned it, but those 424 fans, awesomeness. Give yourselves a pat on the back because that yeah. is some journey you've made. So those were our views. And for the final time this season, your views... Well, your post-match views anyway, so at Gary Hammond Perk. said, really pleased to finish with a win. A great memory to have to kick off with next season. Yeah, Jagsy1979 said, great win. So important to finish strong and banish the demons of the 3-3 last time. Must retain Bond, sign Adams and keep the bulk of this squad. So many positives to take into next yeah, season. great stuff. Dave M1812 says, a great result. Feel much better going into the summer on a positive note. Up and down season really so much to be optimistic about Vince Howard 73 great result we seem to have got we seem to have good bounce back ability under Edinburgh which is a good sign that the players listen to him very good tweet very good tweet that Steve Jones 177 says a nice way to end the season thought the ref had a bit of an issue with Ebu Adams brilliant see so many O's fans make the effort and the team to respond I thought Miles Judd had a great game today. He was my pick at the back four. Joe B yet again rolling back the years and capped it with a cracking goal. And Mooney assist with the goal was excellent too. And that McCordy Bourne header was a cracker to get us on our way. Dave D. Danu said, uh, after today's game, thought we'd struggle. Uh, glad I was proven wrong. Bring on next season. Yeah, so Boats, he says, great to finish with the win and to accumulate 60 points to some achievement after a difficult season. We need to sign Adams and a few more players to push on for next season. I must admit, though, I'm glad the season is over. I'm looking forward to us challenging for success next season. Yeah, at Lee Gibbs, one said, great results and quality performances today all round. What a strike by Joby. few additions in the summer and take into next season. Up the O's. Yeah, Barry LV1 keeps it short and sweet. You just said, so it turns out just 49 points would have been enough to stay up. We were safe weeks again. There you so go, but you don't know that, do you? Yeah, so Woking actually went down from the league and Barrow survived so no trip to Woking shame next season shame another sort of localish yeah. uh, game that's gone Neil SGCPO said good performance back four was superb Adams was class 
Moons ran his socks off. Corona was excellent. Real positive for next season. Yeah, really good. TCW0102 says, after all we have had a mid-table finish with an excellent ownership team, very good management team, some outstanding players, a good squad, and the best fans in Europe. Thanks to Steve Davis for an honest job. and Everything is set up for some preparatory work. Preparatory. Preparatory work yeah. and building the best squad. No excuses. The 2018-19 championship season <laughs> starts right now. Nice shot, Steve. Said, can quibble over lost points, but Orient have... Orient has saner ownership, um, mentally sane, obviously, uh, and hope for future success. Neither existed 12 months ago. Yeah, Good when point. we were doing a podcast this time 12 months ago, it was a very, very different outlook we were having. So, yeah, absolutely. We can never forget sight of that. Gorillas, 1985. Says, well done to Bon on getting the third top score in the league. Imagine how many goals he could get with a settled team next season. Great end-of-season performance and good to see Karoma get another goal. Roll on pre-season. We're not even got out of this season yet people already aching for pre-season Pandemonium 1881 said always nice to end with a victory no matter where you finish first objective in this league has been achieved the hard work starts now yeah only one team said we finally beat them can we secure Adams will we keep Bond can Justin Ellimer bring in a striker to smash the league up I think he's already got it hasn't he <laughs> uh, will we stick with Brill is the back four today the best combo we have how nice is it to be talking football issues only it's been a tough ride and can't wait for next season. Already Amen. the anticipation for next season is Amen. massive. Absolutely. Jack Coates 14, you get the final word this season. So great <clears throat> excuse me, great result. Now we can look on to next year and promotion. This year has had its ups and downs, but we have our club back. Thank you, Nigel and Ken, and well done to every single Orient fan this season. Orient till we die. Hashtag oh, only very good tweet there Jack very good tweet from everyone so do you yeah. agree or disagree with any of those tweets let us know what you think by tweeting us at Orient Outlook or emailing us at orientoutlook at outlook.com and again those were all tweets that we are lucky enough to receive from all of our followers after a match day it is superb the amount of engagement we get and just because the matches might be over don't forget about us keep tweeting us yeah absolutely um, at Jeff Cole 18 at Jack Gibbo Jack underscore Gibbo 7 and at Tommy T Leaf massive congratulations to you because in our prediction league you correctly predicted a 3-1 scoreline and Macaulay Bond so you all get four points but super huge well done to Len M4 Grano 75 and PDR triple one two who all predicted 3-1 but they predicted two scorers so they get five points so that was the final points roundup which means the final prediction league table is as follows so in joint fourth place, Jack underscore Gibbo 7 and SMTH Jack 7 finished fourth just inside the Champions League places. So they qualify for next season's Champions League on 19 points in third place. Yeah. Uh, Samuel LOFC 97 just by one point. He had 20 points to secure third spot. So well done Samuel. In second place, Lawton Gams finished in second place runner-up. Just one point ahead. On 21 wow. points. But there was a clear... A clear champion this season, a runaway leader who ran away with it and was never called back up again. Bill underscore Johnson UK by a country mile, 27 points. Um, Bill, can you um, DM us and let us know if you're at games um, next season, please? Uh, we'd like to present you with a trophy that we will arrange. Yeah, absolutely. So the full table is on our Facebook page, 153 players made a correct prediction throughout the season. So there's 103 of you. That. 
in our league table. Bill underscore Johnson UK actually took to Twitter and he said, well, 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 at the start of the season, I couldn't have possibly have seen the drama unfold that was the prediction league. I faced opposition from some good competitors, but I came out on top and I would like to thank my wife, children and grandchildren that made this possible. Bill, well done. Absolute legend. You go down in the Orient Outlook history books. Yeah. No one can take that away from you ever. So well done there. Yeah, that is ingrained in Orient folklore history now. So a huge thank you again to everyone who sent us predictions over the course of the season. It will be back next season. We will continue to do Absolutely. it as long as you continue uh, to send us your guesses in. So to find uh, to finish off that day then and to cap it off really well, Joby McEnough was named in the non-league papers team of the day and they said about him, again, led an impressive Orient performance from the left at the ripe age of 36. Yeah, it was just on nicely into Sunday the 29th of April. Busy day, starting with the ladies who were in action at Brisbane Road and played high-flying MK Dons in a midday kickoff. Unfortunately, the result didn't go our way as MK Dons came out 6-2 winners with the Orient girls coming from Sophie Lee Marchand and Lisa Hornbeck. So, yeah. from what we heard, that wasn't a 6-2 performance. MK Dons, I think, are up there. I think they're actually leading the league. But the ladies have done a fantastically well this season. The next season, we hope to cover them in a bit more detail to bring yeah. you a bit more of a detailed match report. So we look forward to doing that for you next season. I think it's worth mentioning as well from what Chris Brayford had said at the um, uh, Star Man Star or Star Man Awards last night that the team that came up with them into the ladies Premier League yeah. are bottom of the league with a goal difference of minus one hundred and fifty-seven. Yep, that's not a joke. Minus 157, and they haven't got a point all season compared to Leighton Orient ladies who are fourth in the league. Yeah, so fantastic. doing very, very well. Yeah. So just shows you the quality that we've got there. So uh, we need to get supporting the ladies more. Um, at three o'clock, the club held its first AGM in three years, and if you weren't able to make it, the club were live tweeting from the event. It's well worth looking on their timeline for information. There's lots of interesting topics uh, were discussed. Yeah, and in an evening... We put our glad rags on, we suited and booted up and we went off to the Supporters Club Starman Awards at the Prince Regent Hotel. Obviously, the whole basis of the evening is to see who wins the awards. So, quite a few. First of all, the Late Anoint Community Trust Award was presented by Howard Gord and the winner was Alex Lawless. So, yep. well done to Alex Lawless. Howard was very complimentary of Alex and it seemed like it was a very well-deserved award there for Alex, yeah, so well done there. Put himself out a lot, especially for the mental health stuff, yeah. which is great. The Orient Ladies Award was presented by their manager, Chris Brayford, and he announced that... Sophie Lamarchand, Super Sophie Lamarchand. Super Sophie Lamarchand, she gave a lovely speech. She really did. And all the ladies were cheering her name, very good squad harmony within that team there. Yeah. So next award up was the Away Play of the Award, presented by... John Mackey, and the winner of that one was Dean Brill. So well done, Dean, for winning that award. Fantastic. Yep. Young player of the award presented by uh, XO defender Kevin Dickinson, and the winner was Dan Happy, yeah. Mr. Giraffe. Mr. Giraffe, Dan Happy, well done. Named Danny. by Justin Edinburgh, it's not us taking the Mickey, that is what Justin called him. The Gold of the Year Award was up next, that was presented. By Kevin Lisbon, or should I say Kevin Lisby? Yes, <laughs> also correct. And the winner was Mooney for his last-minute chip against Dover. You agree? That was goal of the season. What was Probably. your choice? Probably. I can't remember. But I'm we'll... going to say George Ellicobi's bicycle. I'm thinking Ellicobi. 
Maybe there's a few. We'll just come up. We'll come up. It's just yeah. a great goal. Obviously, the Leighton, Leighton, the Orient Outlook Podcast Awards will be in our last episode, and we'll come up with our own ones. I think I have a different goal to that. I, I do like Macaulay Bonds against Dover, where he's about forty yards out and he just lashes it into the top corner. But Mooney's chip is up there, yeah, as well. Yeah, and so is Kobe's. Yeah, and Joby's got about two goals that have been ridiculous this season as well. So, mm. lots of goals to choose from. Yep. Um, so, Captain's Player of the Year award presented by Captain David Mooney went to Mr. Joby McEnough. Well done, Joby. After that, David Mooney wouldn't get off the stage, so he ended up presenting the Players Player of the Year <laughs> award, and he presented that to top goal scorer McCauley yeah, Bond. Well done, McCauley well Bond. That led to the big finish, the main award of the evening, and the 2017-18 Starman Award, voted by the Late Night Supporters Club and presented by Simon Feldman and Martin Ling, goes to top scorer Macaulay Bond. Clean, Clean sweep. up. Yeah, yeah, well done, Macaulay Bond. I've got to say, fantastic evening. Best evening. Filled with smiles. Absolute world away from the last Starman two years ago. If any of our listeners remember that, massive credit to everyone involved. And setting up the evening, a real success, really great, amazing. Genuinely had a great time, and, Dave, uh, and David Dodd and all the committee that get involved with organising that evening, it was absolutely brilliant. And if um, you think next year you've missed out, don't miss out next year, it's going to be probably even better. Absolutely. Uh, we have footage of most of the speeches uh, that were given, so that's Justin... Nigel and Kent it's on our Twitter accounts at the moment it's going to be on our Facebook pages probably by the time you listen uh, to this episode or at least till you get to this point in the episode um, they're quite big it's a couple of minutes each uh, Nigel's will probably be in two parts and then Justin was introducing the team I've got that in three parts so that's gone up as well so um, yeah check our social media accounts yeah well or watching it's cap day off Macaulay Bond was named in the National League's team of the weekend and Joby McEnough was named on the bench so on Bond they said he's been a regular in the team of the weekend and he's back in for a final time this season <coughs> a goal and another energetic display for the O's go to man so that rounds off yesterday which leads us on nicely said today Monday the 30th of April. Yeah, the club put out a teaser tweet for the new kit titled Real Football in the Capital with a date Thursday the 3rd of May at 2pm. So this is basically a kit unveiling that's going to happen this coming Thursday. So you better keep an eye on their social media accounts as well and we'll get to see the new home kit, the new away kit obviously, the kit that was chosen by a fan... Yeah. And then the special fourth kit that Kent mentioned on Friday night. I presume they're going to hold back the fourth kit, would be my presumption. Yes, we'll see what happens. But there's going to be a kit reveal, and again, a world away from us having to reveal a kit as we've done two years ago under previous ownership. So remind people we revealed the energy. (laughs) Crazy. One of our crazy stories. There's loads. you know, but you if, saw it on social media. If anyone ever wants to interview us, we've got some amazing stories. Yeah, we, we saw that one on LinkedIn, snapped the photo, then the article appeared straight after we had the photo. And why the hell not? You know, we bring what we do. the best exclusives. We do exclusives. But I can't see us breaking this one. I think the club have got this That's one under the unfortunately. Yeah. It has been seen. People have been talking about what yeah. colour they think the goalkeeping kit is. And yeah. a few people saying the same colour. Yeah, so I don't know if they're getting it from the same source or what, I don't know. But 
What lily? Well, it's pink, basically. So we pink um, and purple. Yeah, I, yeah. I think the rumour is it's pink. We shall see on Thursday. Yeah. All will be revealed. So let's wrap up then the penultimate episode fantasy football update. Jack Snelling currently leads the Orient Outlook Fantasy Podcast League on two thousand and eighty-four points. He's just four points ahead of Dwayne Bingham in second place. I'm in forty-third place, but Spurs are currently playing Watford, and that game's probably going to have a knock-on effect at the top of the league somewhere or other positives and negatives for Let's the final it. time this yeah. season then so we'll take alternates here yeah. so starting with the positives as we always do the Gateshead performance yeah, great performance yeah. there. also linked to that I guess we can say all this for all season the away following nothing yeah. short of outstanding nothing short of that yeah Charles Clayton making his debut at yeah. 17 years old well done Charles and he, and he didn't look out of place at all brilliant great to see finishing yeah. 13th in the National League and having a positive goal yeah. difference we have to put down as a positive yeah, and positivity around the club and the fan base. It's never been yeah. so good. Last night, honestly, if you were there, you know what we're talking about. An absolutely amazing vibe in that place and a world away of where this club was. Yeah, look at the videos. Year. Watch the videos that we're putting up. You will see the atmosphere in there, especially when, I think, did I catch when Kevin Lisby? I think I caught when Kevin, and the whole thing, the whole room was singing Super Kevin Lisby. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. Brilliant. So negatives in. First of all, season's over. If we only had 10 more games, I think we'd be really pushing for those playoff spots. But hopefully we take them around now and we take the enthusiasm we've all got and go into next season and, and push on and start strongly. Yeah. Um, the performance against Maidenhead was a clear negative. Clearly rubbish performance, yeah. yeah. And lastly, the injury list. We just alluded to it when we were going through the gates of teams. About seven or eight players who all would be pushing for a first team play. So those were our yep. negatives. So here are the week then. Yeah. Yeah, the 424 fans who went to Gateshead, yeah. we're giving it to you, because credit to you, as we've already said. Because you're awesome. So next week's fixtures... There are none. No, that's it. Season's over. There are no more fixtures to tell you about. So well done to every single Oz fan who's been to any game this season. It's been great meeting new listeners at matches, you know, home away in the supporters club on the streets, of the streets of Loughton. Special <laughs> shout out to the few truly dedicated fans who haven't missed a game off season. You know who you are. Matt Bristow, Julian Lillington, the guy who sits in the south stand in the first row. I can't remember what his name can't is can't remember now. his name. I'm sure there's more of you out Lottie. there who we haven't mentioned. Lottie. So well done to all of you. To do to do half is amazing. To do 70% is unbelievable. To do 100% is darn right. Absolutely sensational. Yeah. So well done to all of you. But although the fixtures are over now, we will be at Brisbane Road twice in the next week. So on Sunday, the 6th of May, Nussbaum leads the Orient Outlook team into the Fans Cup. Yeah, we're going to win that. We're going to play in it. We'll see how we do. We're going to win that. And then the following week, we are playing, both of us playing. We are. We're play with a legend event on Thursday the 10th of May. I, I'm making my third appearance in this, hoping not to score another own goal. I'll be playing for 45 minutes for John Mackey's team in centre mid. And hopefully last year's disastrous performance gets forgotten about. Your own goal, you mean. But then the yeah. bearded legend makes his debut playing 45 minutes for Matt Lockwood's team winning team we shall winning see team. my friend well, we shall see the, uh, the banter's already started between the two of them uh, that started at the Starman last night because I told Matt Lockwood that John was there and we're on opposing teams and um, yeah I think Matt gave it a bit and uh, although he wasn't there I was texting him and uh, Mackie gave it back so if you're going to any of those events we'll see you there come and say hi to us good to have a chat with people and before we go a quick shout out to Tommy Mann who's yeah. been over from New Zealand where he now lives and has taken a number in a number of games including long distance trips to Geisley and Hartlepool 
have a safe flight home. It's been great to meet you. And if any other overseas fans are planning to come over, do let us know. We'd love to have a chat with you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's it. So that's it. So thank you for joining us for episode 142. It's been a busy week at Europe. Lots of goings on as the season entered its final week. And after two matches, we really did see the worst and the best of Orient. As on Tuesday night, we slipped to a one home defeat against Maidenhead in a pretty poor display. But swiftly followed that up on Saturday with a slick and professional performance as the O's ended the season on a high with a 3-1 win away to Gateshead. And off the pitch, we had our special with the Orient Hour on Friday yeah. night. And again, thanks to Chris Hood, Phoenix FM, everyone for sorting that out. And a massive thank you to everyone on the panel and everyone who came down and attended. And then Sunday saw the women's team in action at Brisbane Road, followed by the AGM and followed by a top evening at the Star Man Awards. Yeah, we're planning an end-of-season review. Details are still to be confirmed, but keep an eye out on our social media accounts for more information as and when we get that. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, please subscribe, give our podcast a review. We'd really appreciate that. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn and Stitcher, make sure you've got us added to your favourites. I think we have 513 subscribers uh, or followers on SoundCloud. Uh, Make sure by doing that, you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. And if you've got an older relative or loved one or someone who isn't particularly technical, um, help them out, lend them your phone or or whatever it is, uh, your computer, uh, set it up for them, download it for them or just let them listen to yours, spread the gospel. Yeah, and as always, we have our mugs. Not that many are left now. We're starting to get down into low numbers. So if you want a mug, give us a DM, give us an email or an outlook at outlook.com, £7 for one or it's £12 for two with £3 postage. Thanks to Mark Wayne. Daniel Gold, Lee Boyce, for their purchases this week. Thank you to Ian for his payment. We'll send your mugs off this week. And, you know, you won't hear us now every Sunday, but you can still be reminded of us with our beautiful and high-quality merchandise. So come on, order your mugs and get them in. If anybody's got any other merchandise ideas that they would put spend their hard-earned money on, feel free to message us at Orient Outlook, Facebook Orient Outlook Podcast. Um, email or in outlook at outlook.com we'd yeah. be very interested to know if anybody would be interested yeah. in merchandise alternatively if you're interested in sponsoring the podcast please get in touch with us we are looking at sponsorship details I had a few inquiries so if you're interested come and make us a better offer and come and sponsor the podcast for next season so as Paul said one more episode to come this season so this isn't the end this is only a little small goodbye we will be back hopefully next week with our end of season finale. So keep an eye again on our social media accounts for that. And as always, we look forward to hearing from you and keep calm. Have a great week. And listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's.